I can't go out. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week and another episode of Outgoing Without Going Out. I'm Gabby, and I'm the only Fuller sister here today, but I'm not the only Fuller. Who, who am I joined by? Hello, everybody. This would be the father, Brian Fuller. Dad is back. This is what? Maybe the second time you've been on? Second time. That's it. We, you always say you want to be on, but then how long did it take us to record this? Well, like three I, days. I never make the cut. I'm not good enough, I guess. That's not true at all. You also are, you're so fun and funny until we bring out the camera, the microphone, and then you're so professional, Brian Fuller. So you got to loosen up a little bit. But we're going to do an episode all about like fatherly advice, things that you're too scared to ask your dad that I'm going to ask mine today and hopefully he can answer, have some good advice and yeah, you got anything to say before we start? Well, just so everybody knows, I have not read these questions in advance, so this is going to be totally off the hip and uh, it should be fun. It's okay. None of them are like things that you really need to think about. I feel like they're just, you can just kind of go fast through it off the top of your head and we should be good to go. But before we get into that. We got to do what we always do, talk about our week. So I'll talk about mine while you can think about it because he just saw that I typed out everything and he was like, well, you didn't tell me to plan anything. So you can plan now while I talk. But okay. <laughs> um, I had a pretty busy week because it is now currently, as you're listening to this, our two-week break from the gym. We always have a summer break the last two weeks of July. So every year I always come back to Erie for these two weeks. But obviously knowing that I was going to be gone from two weeks, I have just been busy like working and getting everything that I needed to get done in Miami before I left. So I don't even know where like the week went because I didn't fly home till Friday, but completely flew by this week. Like, I feel like I was pretty much busy the entire time from beginning to end. And then Friday I flew home with Cloud, which is always, it's not like it's hard, but like especially this time around, just when it's just me and Cloud, it's a little challenging because even when I like go to the bathroom at the airport, I need to I don't want him to like walk around the gross bathroom floor. So I literally have to like hang his carrier on the hook that they have in the bathroom. But the spirit terminal of Miami is gross. Let me just say that they don't upkeep it like they do the American terminal. So I go to go to the bathroom before the flight, which luckily I don't know how because I, I wasn't running late, but I Checked everything in. My bag was, of course, overweight. I don't know how. I thought I did so good at packing. There was no possible way I could get it under the weight limit. So how to pay that. Got checked in. When you have a dog, you can't just like, well, I had to check a bag anyway, but you have to like go to the gate agent to get your boarding pass. So I had to wait in that line, which didn't take very long. Got checked in. Walked immediately through security. There was no line at all. Walked right through that. Went right to my gate. And they're already starting to board. But I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I have to pee. I refuse to use the airport or the airplane bathroom unless it's like a really long flight and I absolutely have to, but I will do everything in my power to not. So I was like, I know that the, I still have plenty of time. The plane's not going to leave me. So I went to the bathroom and there's no hook in the bathroom. So I had to pee with Cloud sitting in his carrier on my lap. That was a little rough there, but. That might be too much information, (laughs) but okay. (laughs) But I'm just explaining what it's like to travel with a dog. This dog is getting me prepared. I am ready to have a human child on a travel day let me tell you but we get on the flight there's a nice guy in the I'm in the window and he's in the aisle and they're trying to figure out his girlfriend's like trying to switch or I don't know what they were husband wife something like that trying to switch to the middle seat so they can sit next to him but here's the thing they have a little dog 
which at first I was excited about because sometimes it's hit or miss with the flight attendants that technically the rule is if they're not like fully a service dog, they're supposed to be in their carrier at all times, like under the seat. But sometimes you just get a nice flight attendant that they literally don't care as long as the dog's not being disruptive, which Cloud never is. So at first I was excited. I was like, okay, a little dog. We'll just keep them both on our laps. Like they'll be occupied the whole time. Cloud won't be like, won't mind anything. Like he'll just have fun with this dog. So they're like, oh my God, friends. I go to bring Cloud. Cloud is so friendly, ready to meet this dog. And this dog is like growling at Cloud. And I'm like, cool, great. Guess this just backfired on me. So then I put the guy, the flight attendant is like, hey, the dogs need to be in the carrier. And I'm like, I figured put him away. No problem. They like would not put their dog away in the, the dad boyfriend whatever he was keeps telling the wife or whatever to like put the dog away because she's just like taunting their puppy in front of cloud's face as he's stuck in his carrier and he is just the friendliest dog and wants to play so then he won't relax he does he doesn't bark he does this little like talk like it it sounds like a whine but it's just him trying to get someone's attention because he wants to like say hi and we're sitting on the tarmac for like an hour before we left and i was so stressed out because he would not just settle and they would not put their dog away. But then finally, the plane took off. As soon as the plane took off, he napped and was an angel the entire time. Dead silent, dead asleep, literally until we landed. I don't even think he woke up until I, like, stuck my hand in there to, like, open up the cage for him. And then we were good to go from then. And then I flew into Cleveland because I live in Erie and the Erie airport sucks and there's, like, no direct flights. So flew into Cleveland. My mom picked me up. We drove the, like, just under two-hour drive home from Cleveland. Immediately got in my dad's car. And then we drove the two hours to Buffalo to go spend the day or two with my grandparents up there which was nice getting to see them and now we're just in Erie hanging out I have a couple clinics and stuff here Justin flies into town tomorrow and then we have a few plans nothing too crazy we're probably mainly just like relaxing during the week we have a few clinics here and there and then we fly to New York to be with his family for the next week so that's basically everything that I've been up to what have you been doing this week not a whole lot played a little bit of golf working i feel like you've been at golfing every day i'm starting a new position next year for school so i'm getting used to that position at the middle school level and the virtual education level so it's um just busy kind of doing that stuff getting ready for school and playing a lot of golf yeah you snapchat us it seems like every day like oh another day at the office and you're at the golf course well it is summertime and that's what (laughs) educators do in the summer i guess is your summer schedule still the same now with the new job it is yep same hours same days everything's the same Nice. Are you excited for this? Position? Actually, I am. I'm very excited about it. It's new challenges. Hopefully, I only have three more years, and then I'd like to do something else. But I'm looking forward to new kids, new staff. Everything will be new this year, so I'm looking forward to it. How long's your drive now? Well, I went from 30 seconds to about 12 minutes. Oh, so. okay. That's not as bad as I thought. I thought it was farther than that. No, it's not too bad. But yeah, we literally live right across the school or right across the street from the school that he used to work at, like the high school we went to. So. Definitely a longer drive than that, but I thought it was way worse than 12. That's not bad. That's it? Anything else happen? Um, no, I think that's about it. Okay. Pretty, pretty regular week. I guess so. Well, let's get into our favorites. So my favorite this week is, guys, another book. I know this is crazy for me. It's three books this year. That's three more than I've read since I was in middle school. But I started reading It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover, mainly because she's coming out with a movie and the last two i've read i want to be movies so bad especially verity i want that to be a movie but it's not but it ends with us as a movie and with blake lively so i already know that i'm going to want to watch the movie 
So I was like, might as well have that be the next book that I read, which it's very good so far. I am probably like two thirds ish of the way done with that book. I've been cruising through it, read it on the plane, read it on some of the drives. But yeah, I like it so far. So that's my favorite. What's your favorite? Well, I'm looking forward. I actually just ordered a book I'm looking forward to read. It's called Embrace the Suck. Um, it's the Navy SEAL way to an extraordinary life. A little bit of leadership book. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be coming in hopefully by Tuesday. So I can start reading that. But um, other favorites, the normal pizza. My I know. I'm like, you got to come up with a favorite. I'm like, you got food or anything? It was pizza. I'm like, just pizza in general. Pizza's my favorite food. Baseball's my favorite sport. Um, yeah, I'm a pretty Where specifically do you get your pizza for anyone in Erie listening? Um, kind of anywhere. We had pizza from Marco's the other day. That was really good. Um, Eduardo's is really good pizza. Pizza Pete. Not a picky guy? No. Pizza anywhere? No. Thin crust or thick crust? I prefer probably thick crust. I don't like thin is okay, but I prefer probably thick. Okay. What do you get on your pizza? I'm a cheese pepperoni mushroom guy. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's Lexi. Pretty generic. Okay. Well, then I guess let's just hop right into the questions. This first one has got to be from someone we know. I don't know who, but it's funny, and I just got to get your answer. So on a scale from 1 to 10, how mad would you be if hypothetically your daughter hung an 0-2 pitch and someone hit a homer? Am I coaching or am I parenting? Uh, it said your daughter, so probably, well, you were if always sit, both. If, if I'm sitting in a chair and just watching, I might think it's kind of funny, <laughs> honestly. If I'm coaching, on the other hand, depending on the situation of the game, if we're up big, I wouldn't be upset. But if it was in a big situation, I'm sure I would be mildly upset as coach. But as dad, once the game is over, that would be it, and we would move on, and everything would be all good. We'd go get some ice cream, and everything would be good. Yeah, so he was our... Obviously, if you guys aren't like softball players, that was a softball reference. But um, he was our softball coach pretty much Travel always. Travel softball, not well, actually yeah. travel. Travel softball coach pretty much every summer. But Lexi stayed into it playing longer than I did. But I feel like you were never you were never the crazy dad kind. There was a few. There it was, wasn't you. Yeah, there was some. There was not me because I saw <laughs> how they acted, and I would not do that to you or the rest of the team. I don't think – I mean, you got mad at Lexi a few times, but like rightfully so – sometimes that's but even she, that that's because she closed her eyes and tried to feel ground balls and i have picture of, to prove it but yeah that was about it i feel like there was never a moment where you were that frustrated over anything no it was fun especially the best weekend we ever had was a weekend you actually came back and played softball again like many years after Darien i was Lake retired tournament and had you both on the same team and that was fun and my batting average was a thousand i went up you to did. about once and i did get a hit you did one time one for one retired on retired. that yep so yeah, those were such fun summers. Travel softball. I try to explain this to all like the cheerleaders because I, I that was such like a, a core memory of our childhood. Every weekend we were somewhere and we made it like the biggest deal. We had the tents, the food, the we had yeah, fun. We had Camp Frost every weekend. Yeah. A fun time. Um, all right, next question. What's it like raising girls? How did you deal with the fighting and bickering? Well, honestly, we were pretty fortunate. You guys didn't fight that much. You guys are actually have been best friends ever since you were little, so there wasn't a lot of fighting and bickering. And when it was, you just kind of pulled out the dad voice. And that I was, was going to say, I feel like the only time, it. well, the main time was always on car rides. And it'd always be, don't make me turn this car around. Well, I never really pulled out those <laughs> lines, but we handled it. And it really wasn't too bad. You guys were very easy to raise. You're very mature, so that helped. Yeah, I feel like you never had to really, you would just say something and we would stop. Like, yeah. I feel like we never really had to get punished or like. No, no, you guys were good. You actually listened for once. 
for once. We listen always. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> what was it like being your daughter's principal in high school? Were you ever Lexi's, or was it after she was gone? Uh, no, I was not. I think I was the assistant principal when Lexi was there. And same with you, wasn't I? Yeah. Because I got to hand both of you your diplomas. I had to step behind that but podium for you. But I think you might have only been assistant maybe Lexi's last year. You were definitely assistant, like, majority of my years. Yeah. Um, 2016 would have been my first. 2015. So it was fun. It actually was nice. It was easy because you guys would just come into the office once in a while. It's not like you are in there all the time. And you certainly didn't abuse it, which was nice. Um, you never pulled that card on any of your mm -hmm. teachers and tried to say, well, I'm going to go tell my dad. Because he knew I wouldn't support you. Because um, uh, if you were wrong, you were wrong, and you were going to yeah. deal with it. Um, and I was going to let you fight your own battles with the teachers. I was never going to step in and, and try to pull that card or pull rank on a teacher or anything like that because it's not fair to them. There was only there was one class that I just always had, like, nothing to do. I got my work done so early, and I would literally just be like, can I just go to my dad's office? She was like, yeah. That would be the only time I did that. But then there would be other times where you would call me over the intercom, and it'd be like, Gabby, come to the office. And of course, all the other students are like, ooh. And I'm like, I know this is probably there's food in the office left over. And that's most yeah. of the time was what it was. Yeah. There'd be some, someone's birthday and lots of food left over. And then I got to go eat the rest of it, whatever yeah. was left. I did have fun with you guys in assemblies and things like that in class oh my meetings. God. And kind he of would text me during the assembly and then over the microphone be like, Gabby Fuller, get off your phone. And I'm like, you just texted me. Well. Or call me out over something else. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> But it was fun. I always had a parent. It, between him and my mom, I feel like I never, I maybe went one year from like kindergarten to my, well, I didn't go to school my senior year in person. But I think literally I always had a parent at school. So that was, that was something you I was used to. In the 10th grade year, you really didn't. I mean, you had access you were, to me, but, yeah. but I wasn't in I was the at a different building. building. Yeah. But it was pretty fun. It was nice. We never had any. see you guys every day. Yeah. What is one memory about each child that chokes you up? And then what is one memory that makes you laugh every time you think about it? Oh, my goodness. That's a tough one. Um, probably every time I watch you perform in cheerleading. And I always say it's the greatest two and a half minutes in sports. The other eight hours at the competition <laughs> aren't so that. much fun, but the two and a half minutes that you're performing. Uh, with Lexi, mm, probably her dental school graduation, I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, it was hard to be. I feel like that should have been more of a sweet moment, but all of us knew, like, how hard it was for her that I feel like more so we were just like, it yeah. is finally over. She did it. Yeah. And obviously proud of her, but like. Yeah, it was more of a proud, proud moment. Than funny. The funniest. For Lexi, probably when she had her wisdom teeth out and she was starting to come to from the anesthesia, that was pretty funny. I wish I would have been there. Playing with the glove and the tissue, and that was pretty comical. For you, I don't know. That's a yeah, good question. I feel like I'm not a funny child. <laughs> you were a pretty, very shy. People will never yeah. guess that right now, but you were very shy as a kid. Always hid behind my legs and things like that when strangers were around and wouldn't talk to anybody. Um, so you didn't do a whole lot. Lexi was the funny be kid. out in the open and fun and, yeah. Yeah, and goofy. And I also, I still have my wisdom teeth, so I never even went through that. Maybe someday I, soon. Yeah. Not funny, guys. I got no stories. But especially compared to Lexi, she is just, she is a funny kid. Now, are you ready for grandchildren? If you found out you were having a grandchild today, how would you feel? Ooh, that's a tough one. I, I think about that a lot. I'm sure I'm, I mean, I would be ready. I'm not ready to feel that old. I don't feel like I'm old enough to have grandkids. But looking at your guys' age. I mean, yeah, um, you already had kids at this age. Yeah, Lexi, I had Lexi when I was 24. 
So then you would have been... 26 or 27. Mom was 28, so uh, depending on what was well, April. So yeah, you're probably 20... 26 or 7, because yeah. you guys are only about 20 months apart. So um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's that time. I'll be ready. You going to move down to Florida for it? I'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm moving down to Florida full time, but Come I will on. visit quite often. We're trying. We're trying to get everyone down. We're going to pull the grandkid card we'll as soon as it happens. We'll Try see. to make that happen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What do we got next? <laughs> this one's funny. How to actually know if the car mechanic is being truthful about what needs to be fixed on your car. I feel like they always try to say everything needs fixed if I go by myself versus mostly everything is fine if I have a guy come with me. They don't even need to know the car stuff. They just have to be present. I always feel I hate going to anything car related by myself. Yeah, that would be tough. I would always recommend you take somebody with you or take it to somebody that the family trust, you know, if you have like a family garage or something like that. But if you were living on your own and you just took a car to a garage, that would be tough to know if they're, yeah, they're just if trying, they're trying to get, to get one money. over on you or they're trying to get you to spend extra money. I guess you could always YouTube things and see exactly what it is. Um, but that's a tough one. That would be tough for, for girls, for sure. Yeah, anytime I have a car, I always call him. Like, I remember the first time I had a flat tire and I was like, how do I put air in my tire? Pretty sure I called you immediately, but figured it out. Do it all on my own now. Which is shocking. Very shocking <laughs> that you're living on your own and taking care of yourself, for sure. I'm doing good. How do you feel about your child? Well, I guess both of them now moving away to another state or city. Um, being honest with Lexi, it was not an issue because she was, I mean, we tried to raise both of you to be independent and strong women. Uh, Lexi was definitely there way before you as far as being independent and being able to take care of herself. So I knew she would be fine in Buffalo and I knew we had enough family close enough. But when you moved to Florida, that was kind of tough. Yeah, but I feel like that was the best thing for me because I had no other option. But to- 100% it was the best thing for you. Because um, Shellicopter wasn't there to be able to do, <laughs> do everything, everything for you, um, like she still does. But um, it was the best move for you for sure to get you to where you could take care of yourself. Yeah. How was it just in with us not being here? Obviously, sad, right? All your life. Well, is it never is the same. It is, but it's different now than it was when, like, when I moved away and went to college. If I wanted to call my parents, I had to call Collect. Right. Where we talk every single day. <laughs> whether it's texting or calls or whatever. So it's, you know, I never go a morning or a night without getting messages back and forth from us. So it's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, one day we're not, we're not going to be living here forever. So it's not like it was out of the blues. Obviously mine was like a year earlier, but it also wasn't, it was a great opportunity. And like yeah. I said, best thing for me for. Yeah. And empty nesting is pretty awesome. It really is. <laughs> these, you know, these parents that, I mean, again, I miss you guys, but it's pretty awesome to be able to come and go and do it as I please and things like that and be able to pick up and go away for the weekend. And, and that's why we don't have pets. We have one living plant in the house. So it's to be able <laughs> nothing to, to take care come of. Come and go as yourself. you need to is great. What are your thoughts on a guy asking for your blessing before proposing to your daughter? Well, that actually happened with Lexi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told Sean no first because <laughs> I was looking out for him. 
Yeah, more so like, are you sure? Yeah, to, to, to put up with Lexi, but I figured anybody that could put up with Lexi, that's he must be a good kid. No, I mean, it's it's a nice tradition, I guess, and it's kind of cool to have somebody do that because then you know that they really care what I think and they're going to respect you and respect me, so it's, it's pretty cool. Okay, this next one's more of like a specific like story question. Holy smokes. I know. I know this is kind of out there, but I'm not close to my parents and I really need career advice. I'm currently working at a big corporate firm and I'm miserable. It's not all what I want to be doing, but I'm 23 and I feel like no one in the field of work that I actually want to be in will take me seriously because I'm young and this is really my first big girl job. Every time I bring up that I'm miserable being a glorified personality hire because I really don't do anything other than make binders, I'm a document analyst, so you'd think I would be doing more than that. I'm told to suck it up because at least I'm being paid. They're both successful engineers and the math science gene skipped right over me, so I don't think they'll ever take any career I choose seriously, to be honest. I'm looking at trying to shift into a different career that I'm more passionate about, but my parents aren't very supportive of this. Do you have any advice of how to go about talking to them about this? Well, I think you got to, I mean, I think you and I have had this conversation. Yeah, because um, especially with my job, like, it took a long time for you to even understand it. Yeah, it's, you know, as a parent of somebody that does social media, it is very difficult, and I always tell people I talk to about it, it's very awkward to talk about. And with you being, I don't want to say gifted, but being pretty intelligent and graduating top of your class, uh, mechanical engineering, and not really using that, it is kind of tough, but I'm not a risk taker where you are obviously because you went out on your own finally and and you're doing a career that's relatively new and very non-traditional but you're making it work uh, which is good so I mean you just got to have that conversation with your parent that you're not happy I mean I always told you guys I did not care what you did for a living uh, as long as you were happy and you could support yourself Um, and it was legal so (laughs) that's the biggest thing but uh, you just got to have that conversation with the parent you just got to sit them down and say look we need to talk and you're not happy and, and you want to do something that makes you happy uh, and hopefully they'll support you with that and it's it like I knew obviously not that my dad didn't support it from the beginning but he just totally did not understand it where my mom was a little bit more involved I think I did social media so she just knew more of like the back end of it and the finances and how it made so much sense because it was just like I was making more doing this than I would have having to go to a nine-to-five job but I think as much as you think they're not going to like be supportive of it, they want you to be happy at the end of the day more than anything. And it's going to be something that they probably don't understand with them being like engineers, probably a completely different job of whatever you want to do that'll make you happy than what they're doing. But it might be hard at first, but at the end of the day, you have to look out for yourself. You have to do a job that you enjoy doing or else it's going to feel like work day in and day out every single day. And I'm sure they'll come around to it very soon after the fact right. seeing and they always say if you do what you love you'll never work a day in your life and it's and if you're supporting yourself then you just pull the trigger and make it happen on your own and and if they don't support you that you know they'll have to learn to at some point um so i think you just got to do what makes you happy and, and if you're able to support yourself and you don't need their financial help or anything like that then just go ahead and do it next one i'm getting married soon and i'm weirdly nervous for my dad to be upset or sad that i'm getting married i've always been his little girl how do most dads feel on their daughter's wedding day? Obviously, you haven't had it yet. And then the next one says, will you cry on the wedding day or will it be more of a sense of relief? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure there will be tears for sure. Um, you know, that's just kind of like a passage of life where that happens. You know, your little girls are going to, they're always going to be your little girls. So that's never an issue there. But you kind of got to let them go and, and you know, expand their wings and, and grow on their own and have a life of their own with kids and family and all that kind of stuff. So it's, just one of those things it's it's a privilege to be able to be part of that and to have that happen um, so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the day 
when it happens. Doesn't happen in need to happen too soon for you, but that's all right. <laughs> if it does, it does, and you know we'll deal with it and move on. Um, I also feel like you were never the one that was like, you cannot date until you're this age. You were like, you guys never really, you always let us have our own like path in our own life. So it's not like you're, you feel like you're losing us to someone like that's never been the case with no, us. So. We've always trusted you guys that you're going to make good choices and, and make the right decisions. And, and if you don't, you learn from them. Um, yeah. I mean, you and I have had those conversations where you've called crying because things have happened in a relationship and it's all part of, of growing and, and getting stronger and, and learning and things like that so it's, it's it's all good father's instinct on boyfriends do dads know when their daughter found the one any intuition with that i think there is actually it's um and, and not just with fathers but with everything you know you kind of know if it's the right one because obviously i know you better than anybody else so it's uh, you kind of know if it's the right one or not or you you know if it's the right one for you um but again that's something that you have to figure out and and if it's not, then you deal with it and you know, and, and move on if it's not the right one. I mean, especially with Sean and Lexi, I feel like we all knew instantly because he was, like, from day one, just a part of the family, especially with you guys. Yeah. You guys became besties immediately. Yeah. All right, next one. I don't even know. We've really never even had these conversations because, I don't know, I feel like we never had to. But something I could never ask my dad is if he could pick up tampons or pads when my mom's not home. And it was the hardest thing. How do you feel about going about that conversation? Well, I mean, it's, it's what I used to always tell my students when they would come in and have girl issues. I'd be like, look, it's okay. I have daughters. I've been through it all. It's not an issue. Uh, you've never had to do that, but I'm sure I could do it if necessary. <laughs> That's just part of being a parent. Um, so, yeah, I think I could, could manage that one. Yeah. I just feel like by the time, like, you kept the childhood home. So I feel like we always had stuff here regardless. And then also we were back and forth with mom and you every single day that we never really went a period of time where right. it was like a just you situation. But yeah, I mean, it's something that you got to deal with. So might as well make it most comfortable for you and you're going to need stuff. So just say it. Um, how to tell your dad he's being too protective or overbearing coming from his only daughter. Uh that's more of a question for you, I guess. Yeah, but I feel, that's what I feel like you've never, I've never been that been way because like I want you guys to fail. Uh, when Thanks. The, well, <laughs> no, let me finish. I, I want you guys think. to fail when the support is there to pick you back up and, and to help you. Um, so that's why I was never overprotective. And like I said, we trusted you guys that you would make the right decision. And, and I always told you if you got yourself in a situation that you needed help, you know, we're only a text or a phone call away and we'll come get you out of that situation. Um, you know, whether that meant being the crazy parent at a party and dragging you out and making it more on me than on you so that you don't, you know, lose face or, or anything with your friends. But uh, that's just another one of those conversations. You just got to have that heart to heart with your dad. Do you ever have a scenario like that? Were your parents ever too protective? No, we grew up in a very small town. And I feel like you did everything on your own and yeah, you just could go do whatever. kind of do what I wanted because I was a good kid because I saw what my two older brothers did. So I knew what not to do. Um, so my dad never had to drag me out of a situation or anything like that. So no, it was pretty good. Yeah. I feel like a lot of questions, I'm sure a lot of people probably have that question and are in that scenario because I see it happening so many times with even kids my age and their parents. But I, we were very lucky that our parents genuinely were like the best parents ever that we never had to have any conversations like that or never ever felt like we had to like resent our parents for anything. 
Well, but you guys are also pretty boring kids, too. You didn't <laughs> really do anything. Um, you know, your idea of a fun night was staying, staying home and hanging out with us. Yeah. You, you guys weren't big partiers. I mean, you had friends, but you didn't have a, a super active friend group to where you're out every night, you know, on the weekend or anything Never. like that. So, um, so we were pretty fortunate there. Well, I always say that I feel like it's because that you made me, well, one, we also, you, we had fun because we were your party household most of the time. Like you always had your friends over here. Mm -hmm. So like that was, we would just hang out with all of your friends. And then the other thing is I swear, I remember being on the deck. I was so young and you were like, here, want to try my beer? And it was disgusting at the age of like five that now I hate alcohol. Well, and we never really sheltered you guys either. I never worried never. about people swearing around you guys or people drinking around you guys. Um, you know, I always tell everybody that they ask, well, how'd your kids turn out to be such good kids? I said, well, because we watched them, let them watch Jersey Shore. And <laughs> you guys knew exactly, you saw how people acted <laughs> that, on there. But even like when we, you had friends over, we saw many drunk people that would act yeah. crazy from a young age and it just... And I never worried about my language around you guys no. or anything like that because you knew you couldn't say it. You, know, you guys always had alcohol in the house. We never. Not like we were big had, partiers either. No, you know, no. We didn't have people over all the time. But when we did, I didn't worry about sheltering you guys and, and keeping you away from watching people drink. or Because there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing illegal about it, obviously. Uh, but we never let you guys drink either or your friends ever drink yeah. in the house. We never wanted to, though. Like, that's what I, I feel like you guys did it the best way because we never felt like we had to be secretive around you guys. But then we also just never had the desire because... It wasn't anything that like they always say like you want what you can't have and like if we really wanted it there was alcohol like there was things here yeah. that we could do and we just never cared to because well, i don't know because you watch jersey shore that too i guess saw how stupid they looked when they were drunk and it's some of, some of the like <laughs> the most protective parents end up with like well it's because those kids are never able to do anything and then they when they do go to college or something and get that freedom they just let loose and that's when bad things happen and or they do it all behind the parents back because they feel like they have to lie about everything like i never I, I wish i had more fun stories about like me sneaking out or doing something but even if we wanted to go outside and play with the neighborhood kids after you guys went to bed like we would just text you and go like there was never anything that had to be never had to sneak out or sneak in or do anything because one we didn't have to and two we just didn't want to um can you talk about how your dad felt about you showing skin or wearing more revealing clothes as you got older I'm 20 and my dad still makes it a big deal about my shorts being short and it makes me uncomfortable and I don't know what to do about it. Uh, I mean, you tell me I look like a whore sometimes here and there. Well, but <laughs> in a nice way. I mean, as a dad, I wish he would wear more clothes on social media and on Instagram posts and things like that, but I get it. Um, you know, that's part of your profession, I guess. And as long as that's as far as it goes, it's I'm all right with it. And I know you're able to pay your bills and support yourself and, and there's nothing illegal about it. Um, so it's, I mean, am I thrilled about it? No. Do I under, understand it? Yes. I mean, what, do you got any advice for her about how to bring up that? I, I feel like it's a tough, it's, it's always that like age gap of well, when you start to, you're like old enough to be on your own. So your parents can't really tell you what to do anymore, but they make comments about the way you dress still, like as if you were a kid and. Well, you just got to put yourself in your dad's shoes. Right. You know. I'm sure you're his little girl and he doesn't want to see his little girl walking around with short shorts on and everybody gawking at him and things like that. So it's, you kind of got to understand where it's coming from a little bit and kind of respect it a little bit and, and be happy about it. At least he cares. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of dads out there that let their kids roll out in anything that they want to wear, and that never usually ends up very well. And so it's, yeah, you know, be thankful that your dad cares. Yeah, true. What do most dads expect or want in life from their daughters? Love you all on the podcast, by the way. Uh, I mean, what have I always told you guys? Happiness. I want you to be happy and support yourself. Uh, yeah. I, I don't care what you do for a profession, as long as it's legal, <laughs> and you're able to support yourself with it. So it's, yeah, I just want you to be happy because I'm not going to be around forever. Um, so you guys got to be able to take care and live your own lives and, and be happy about it. All right, going back to the car question. How often should I be taking my car in for oil changes? Well, it depends on the car. Um, the new cars go a lot longer, but anywhere from three to 5,000 miles. Um, you know, people always say it's every three months or it depends on the car. Um, you know, my truck, it's able to go 5,000 miles. Your car can probably go 10,000 miles. Yeah. Um, so it depends on the car, but it's never bad to do it more often than not. And when you do it, rotate your tires. I know. I need to get that done. Uh, I just took my car in to get, they did oil change and they checked everything, but yeah. they didn't do my tires. You got to definitely rotate the tires or you're going to go through tires quicker than you need to. All right. Last one. Was some part of him low-key sad when he found out he would only be having girl babies? Not one bit. Uh, not at all. That was one thing people always, because I coach high school baseball at the time. So I got 20 new boys every spring. Um, so I was able to deal with that there but people always ask me if i ever wanted a son i'm like you know yes but number one i wanted healthy babies and obviously have two healthy kids but i could do everything with you guys that i could do with a son i mean we play catch mm-hmm. uh, we go fishing we do whatever golf whatever that i could do with a son I, I can do with you guys so it's not one bit least upset about it the only bad thing is a fuller name is it getting carried on but there's far bigger tragedies in the world. yeah but i think so. we're both like kind of keeping both so i feel like it's somewhat there. Obviously, it's not going to be passed down then really beyond that. But right. um, yeah, I feel like you guys did a really good job that we had hobbies and like, like there'd be obviously cheerleading I would do with mom. We would both do with mom and then softball we would do with you or golf or whatever. Like, I feel like there was always we were never just like a girl's girl. So we had honestly, we were probably more tomboy than we were girly girls anyway growing up. So there were a lot of things that we did with you that I definitely think helped to make it a little bit easier because then you got the best of both worlds. You still got to do everything with us. and Right. I yeah. still think you need to get a golf club back in your hands because I think you'd be pretty good at it. But We'll see. Maybe this week time. we'll go. It's just I got the good swing, but everything hooks to the right, and it makes me mad because no matter how hard I try to close the face of the club when it comes through, it just doesn't work out. So. Well, now that you're done competing as a cheerleader, maybe you can spend more time with a golf club in your hand, and that's something we can do forever. Yeah. That we that's something. I mean, we I still like going. Still have fun. I'll sit in the cart, drive the cart around. I just need to get better at actually consistency of hitting the ball. Yeah. What else you got? Well, that was the last question. That's All it. All right. How do we wrap this thing up? We got anything else you want to say? What do you want to say to the people that support your girls and the reason that they that I can do this for a job? Technically, well, I do appreciate everybody that follows Gabby. Um, she is a good kid. Keep following her. Please rate, review, and like the podcast. Yeah. Because that'll help both of them. But, uh, you know, looking forward to see what your future holds for you. Thank you. All right. This was fun. You did good. I feel like this was your better episode. I did all right. You know, it's still not the the true me, but that's all right. We're getting there. Little by little. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Um, Lexi will be back on the podcast next week. But since I was home, we figured it'd be fun to do a little daddy-daughter with one of us since the other one's not here. But, yeah, 
I had fun. So hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. Hope you got some advice. Or if not, at least it was just something different for sure. I feel like there's not a lot of podcasts out there that do this kind of content. So I figured it'd be fun. So hope you enjoyed listening and we'll see you next week on Outgoing Without Going Out. Bye.